0: clear you're going to be hearing a little bit of background noise throughout the day but it's just airplanes so it's not it's,
1: it's not really noise good it's background noise That's yeah right. this That's is right. this is the best seat in the house That's right. we, got we got sky riders now we got sky riders they, now they, <laughs> it, does that
0: say you i can't it's got a runway in the front yard.
1: <laughs> and you're in sight. Clear land.
2: Turkey vegetable Brown, ground. Good afternoon. Sure. Taxer via shot and Delta.
3: You're in uncontrolled airspace. EAA Radio welcomes back the long-running General Aviation Podcast, uncontrolled airspace to share the microphone for 90 minutes of virtual hangar flying. Now here are the voices in your head, the UCAP gang, editor Jeb Burnside, journalist Dave Higdon, and new media producer Jack Hodgson.
0: Welcome to Oshkosh, and welcome to uh, another special episode of the Uncontrolled Airspace Podcast. I am Jack Hodgson. I'm sitting here with uh, 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 more than just Jeb and Dave, a bunch of my good friends. Jeb is here, and Dave is here, and Amy Laboda is here, and Randy Dufault is here. And uh, we're going to just kind of chat for the next uh, 90 minutes or so about...
1: uh 90 minutes? Yeah, I know. Who agreed to that? (laughs)
4: I thought you said 90 seconds. I, I thought we were almost done. What is
1: going on? Man, guys, I didn't sign up for that. You guys all clearly do not
0: read your emails. How That's can just we do this longer than the air show wax fly? <laughs> <laughs> because we're better than they are. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen. Um, so I met a guy in the North 40 the other day. We, you know, we talk on the podcast a lot about the subject of how you go about financing your flight training. How are we going to make it so that more people can have access to flight training? And I found a guy who came up with a creative solution. He traded... Uh, for flight lessons, a uh, half of a cow. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, which, mind you, which, this was no <laughs> Mind you, well, it's flight lesson, so it was the top half, right? Of course. Yeah. No, and this was about 50 years ago. This was in 1946, and it was in a J3 Cub. But uh, he was a rancher, and uh, the uh, the CFI was a was a local, and so he
1: traded half of a cow. So he had no beef with his flight instructor. No,
0: it's uh, oh, uh,
4: bad enough. David has to be the punster here. Well, at least the instructor had a stake in the business.
0: See what I have to put up with all the time. It's I just think. a lot of ribbing, isn't it? <laughs> you don't think that's a, a workable way of paying for your flight lessons?
1: What, uh, would, yeah, what would you trade? Well, I, I think whatever works. Yeah, you could trade motorcycles for it. I could, but I—the you know, problem with that is I have most of my flight training already. Yeah,
4: oh, that's true. All right, you're never too late to learn. I've flown with you. How you getting
0: home? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Amy. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing good. Much better now that I've come upstairs into the into the studio and rehydrated. Man, you have to be careful. You could get really dehydrated it's deceptive out, there. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's because it's warm. it's cooler here than it is anywhere else in the country.
4: Yep. yep. Really.
2: I didn't make that up. Yeah. Sure. No.
4: Back okay. home, we're running back home in Wichita. Uh, I think we're running on a uh, a stop run. I, I I think the number of days we've been below 100 in Wichita in July is single digits.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: like on one hand, single digits. It's, it's
1: really interesting when Florida is the one of the coolest spots in the nation. Yes, yeah, it is. In, in isn't the middle it? of the summertime. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, yeah. Minnesota set some records.
4: Of course, the good news is at about ten five. It's really comfortable That's right
2: yeah uh, it, you know it's like it's always clear on top the That's air right. conditioner always kicks in That's right. about 5,000 feet
4: uh-huh. <laughs> Although on last Thursday it didn't really start to come down until we were above eight. Wow yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It was hot up at 105 it was still above 60.
2: Well, I believe that.
0: Yeah. you know So what's better this kind of heat or last year's wet? This kind of heat. Yeah,
2: I was going to say, really depends on if you're in the campground, but generally speaking, depends the on who you are, who are what
1: your responsibility.
4: Yeah, there you is. go. Yeah. There you go. So, it's, it, this kind of heat. At least you can park in the North Forty. You can park in Vintage. You can park in Home Built. Last year, it was cooler, but you couldn't barely. You 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 could only float in most of those places.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the uh, more I don't know offbeat stories and aircraft and Air- things that are going around here. here. Yeah. Um, let's see. Now uh, the other night, Randy, you were telling us about the 1909 Blériot. Am I pronouncing yes. that right?
2: Ooh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a funky airplane. That's a scary looking airplane. You know? <laughs> well, from,
2: you're not flying it.
5: <laughs> well, from what I understand, it's it's a bit scary to fly too. And and the fact that uh, that 500 examples of the type were actually constructed and people flew them. Uh, There's a product liability trail. <laughs> oh man, I think oh, I think it's expired.
2: <laughs> well, you got to give credit
5: to someone who who. Likely without the benefit of flight training, jumped into one of those things and managed to, to
3: control it.
4: Well, the Blériot 11 uh, laid claim to a number of milestones: first airplane to fly across the English Channel. It's what Clyde Cessna bought a kit of, and by the time he actually learned to fly, it had crashed so many times that it should have been the crashworthy 13.
0: Are you uh, telling me that Cessna was a kit builder?
5: Yes. The first <laughs> Cessna was substantially a Blériot. Yep. Really?
0: I didn't know that. Okay, yep. go ahead. And, and so the Blario was He started
4: he started building it from a kit. Uh I don't know if he got it from popular science, but uh at his home in I think it was Rigo, Oklahoma. And he was trying to get it to Kansas, where there was a lot of oil money and a lot of cow money <clears throat> being traded for flight <laughs> destruction, of course. Uh to impress the businessmen there, that there was a new industry that could uh, put some of the farm hands to work between the harvest, building the airplanes, and you only needed woodworkers and seamstresses. Uh, of course, by the time he got it to Wichita, uh, well, let's just put it this way: it was it, He was self-taught as an aircraft builder and a pilot. And a mechanic. I would and a honest. mechanic. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: the, 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 the holy trinity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: now, Randy, you must be you must be a magnet for these offbeat aircraft because you were also earlier this afternoon telling us about uh, the airplane named after a car. What was uh, this? Time?
5: The Bugatti. The Bugatti. We oh, all said. Oh yeah.
0: We all, and we all said a car, and you said no, no, an airplane. No, no an
5: airplane.
0: Yeah, tell us about this.
5: Mr. Bugatti, uh, in the 1930s. Uh,
0: so it's the car Bugatti guy. It is
5: the car Bugatti guy okay. wanted to showcase his racing engines in a uh, a means of uh, of being able to set a speed record with and and on the uh, on the uh, on the ground there's a limit to how fast you can go. Yeah.
0: I think we're going to make a quick adjustment of microphones oh. here. What are we going to do? Sorry. We're
5: gonna <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, there we go.
0: I can hear that's a lot better.
5: <laughs> so, Mr. Bugatti, uh, in the interest of, of demonstrating his racing automobile engines, uh, contacted an engineer that he knew by the name of Louis Demont, and uh, and asked him the question: Can you build an aircraft that will set a record with my engine or engines actually has turned out to be the case and so the uh, bugatti r100 racer uh, design was born it's a unique little airplane that has uh, uh, two engines in it in a space one that one would expect barely fits a human being uh, two very large engines in uh, a very small airplane in a very very small airplane uh, anyway, uh, ultimately, the airplane was, was finished, uh, was being completed right as the Second World War was starting. Uh, Bugatti uh, was in France, and, um, and France had a, little, uh, uh, had a little trouble with their neighbor. Um, and so the project ended. Ultimately, the original airplane ended up in the EAA Air Venture Museum. Here in Oshkosh, hmm. uh, okay, it is apparently missing its engines, uh, but uh, but the original airplane is here, um, and it never flew.
2: Huh? Uh,
4: and you can still get Bugatti engines.
5: <laughs> well, yes, you can still get Bugatti engines, although they're they are expensive. Uh, in fact, one of the originals that was in the airframe is available for sale uh, for a cool two million dollars.
2: That's
5: all. <laughs> Apparently, you can you, you can get a reproduction for a mere two hundred thousand, and it does require two. Um, but, but does uh, it run? <laughs> uh, that would be another question. Uh, but uh, Scotty Wilson, an EA member uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma, decided to take it upon himself to build a replica of the airplane and fly it, uh, and he has brought his project here and it is on prominent display where, where? Uh, it's in the ea member center okay. uh, uh, kind of a showcase uh, project and uh, uh, it's being built faithful to the original design it is of all wood uh, wood monocoque construction uh, um, and uh, there were no plans so it was uh, built from measurements off of the original in the museum uh, and um, what does he plan to do for power? Currently, uh, they're working on a power plan, but uh, they uh, they think they're very close to selecting a Suzuki power plant of about a 200 horsepower class. Hmm. Uh, the original engines were 450 horsepower, but they were also very heavy. And uh, in the interest of being able to get the aircraft to fly. Uh, they're looking for a, a somewhat lighter power plant, and so um, they're thinking. But they are going to equip it with two two engines. Now, the way it got its power from the engines to the f- to the propeller is is extremely interesting as well. The engines are behind the pilot. Uh, this is very small tubular fuselage, uh, and they and. They are coupled to a a pair of drive shafts that run up either side of the pilot uh, to a gearbox just above the pilot's knees. And uh, that gearbox then drives a pair of, I believe, counter-rotating propellers.
0: Hmm. It's pretty interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've got to take a break here, but I just want to tell everybody this is a a very special episode of the Uncontrolled Airspace Podcast. We're out here on the flight line at AirVenture Oshkosh 2011, and we'll be back after this break. You're listening to EAA Radio. From
3: EAA headquarters
0: in Oshkosh,
5: Wisconsin, this is EAA Radio, the voice of EAA.
2: With leaves in his hair and lineys on his breath, it's Jack Hudson, defending the New Hampshire countryside from the Green Mountain Boys.
5: Welcome back to Uncontrolled Airspace.
0: We're back. So we're up, Back uh, at Oshkosh. up here in this studio in the sky. It's uh, uh, up on the second level. This is the uh, the building very closest to the flight line, very closest to uh, runway uh, uh, 1836 here this at uh, Whitman Field. This is the steam room. The steam room. It's a little warm today. Uh, I guess as it gets late in the afternoon, the sun shines in here, and even the air conditioning can't keep up with it. Um, but the, the view makes up for it, if you ask me. It's, uh, it's really pretty spectacular yeah, up life. here.
1: I'm not complaining.
0: No, yeah. So uh, it's a little quiet out there right now. Of course, there are no airplanes moving, which actually strikes me as a little unusual. Well, there's, well,
1: there's, no, there's parataxing. I'm seeing up. the commuters yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah it goes a nice looking Comanche out. Yeah. And the big rock concert is going on. We can sort of ba- barely hear it in the background. Uh, one of the reasons we're indoors tonight instead of being out on the porch is because the sound would be too loud out there for us tonight. So we'll be out on the deck on Sunday morning when we do our podcast. Uh-huh. And on uh, the
4: Welcome Center stage Wednesday. And we'll oh, be on the... We'll
0: right. talk about those things. I just you know, it's kind of setting the scene here. So we're out on the flight line, and there's airplanes in every direction. Um, and, there are airplanes
4: uh, high. There are airplanes low. To the left, to the right. If this was a combat zone... Be I'd be on the attack. ground going, man, I'm glad I'm not up there.
0: Attack, <laughs> right. So, uh Dave and Jeb, you guys flew in uh yeah. to uh, no, let me just get so you drove in, you live in uh, I'm putting it I'm pointing. This is That's radio, true. right? Radio. <laughs> yeah. Randy, you drove in cuz you did. you live in uh, St. Paul and uh, and Amy, how did you guys get here?
2: Uh so I I arrived courtesy of Southwest Airlines.
0: Mhm. Okay. And uh, so these guys did the GA thing, uh, Jeb and Dave, uh, in the Debbie. Uh, yep. And how did that go? Was that uh, uh, an exciting flight? It, Last year, it became, it kind of entered legend, your your trip up it, it to Oshkosh. It almost
1: did, yeah. I don't um, know
0: about legend, but uh, yeah. No, um, believe me, it did. It, yeah,
1: yeah. It, this There this,
0: was a Twitter hashtag. That
1: yeah, pretty much no, says it that's, all right that's, there. That's legendary. Yeah, okay. it, so. yeah. Um, No, it was very benign. I, I had... Uh, um, In the last several weeks, I had to kind of change my plans around uh, to uh, uh, stop in Georgia on some personal business on the way up. And it it became known to me that Mr. Higdon had driven himself to uh, the Louisville area. Um, And uh, instead of driving from Louisville up to Oshkosh, I said, well, nuts to that. Why don't I just swing through Louisville and pick up Mr. Higdon? If you lay a great circle... Uh, course from Sarasota to Oshkosh, it basically goes right over Louisville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it was a no-brainer, and uh, stopped in, picked up Dave, um, flew on up. So it was a three-leg trip. Um, and the weather allowed you to follow the Great Circle, pretty much. The weather cooperated. There were a, a, the biggest deviation I had was in Georgia, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, departing there and, and heading to Louisville, I had to go. 13, 15 miles off course to get around some stuff. But I did it all VFR. And uh, had smooth ride for the most part, except when, you know, dodging some weather and getting kind of between some cells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, it wasn't any really big deal. Um, Thursday, Thursday morning
4: we're bopping out of uh, Clark County, Indiana. Juliet Victory Yankee. Looking at Big Bad Red and Ugly from Iowa and Nebraska headed up, coming right this way. Mm-hmm. Huh? And Second
1: cup of coffee, and we're like, oh, we should get moving. Yeah,
4: and you know, it, at one point it was like we could go east of Lake Michigan, cut across the top, but that was going to add time and distance. Going west of the Chicago area didn't seem prudent, and some other folks that left Juliet Victor, Yankee just ahead of us wound up landing short because they kind of came up against it. But Mr. Burnside here, on the other hand, Worked out a deal with the still functioning air traffic control system, took it to ten five and direct Juliet Victor and Yankee, Kilo, Oscar Sierra Hotel. And we felt one bump. But we saw it out the left window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it looked yeah. ugly. It, it, it looked mug ugly. Yeah. Yeah. But it never got here. Yeah. It came later.
0: Right. Yeah. But There's been a couple of spots of weather. Um, I just realized, Amy, that you said I misunderstood what you see. You, you have a uh, an engagement this evening that you have to get out of here for. I
2: do. I am just, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm the popular girl at the prom with my dance card. Well, that, it's great fun. I really that, that enjoy That does not surprise here.
0: me. But um, um, so I, I sort of had in my head that you were going to be around for a longer t- period of time, but you've got about 10 or 15 minutes more with us. That's so okay. Let's, I only so have let's...
2: 10 or 15 minutes worth of things to say. It's the first day, hon. <laughs> it's the yeah. first day. Yeah,
0: but... We stretch 10 or 15 minutes worth of things in a whole hour's and multiple well, episodes. That's, that's yeah. a
2: really special talent yeah. that you guys have. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure how to take that. I'll take it as a compliment. Um, what's going on, Amy? How's the what's what's on your radar for the this year? Well, venture?
2: I I got a new green shirt this morning. I got an EAA radio shirt. That's, That's A right. very nice EAA radio sh- That's shirt. That's right. I there's might a, add. Um,
0: yeah, there's a, a something killed the radio star joke in there someplace. Yeah, but, uh, more than
2: likely. <laughs> yeah.
0: So congratulations on that. So you you you're doing a regular radio shift here? I
2: am. I'm doing around the patch with Amy Laboda uh-huh. um, uh, from ten to eleven o'clock. My Monday through Friday here. First time, it was a big gulp. All my people showed up yeah. by 10 o'clock, which Let's they see how didn't long even lasts, had so. to do. <laughs> uh, tomorrow could be a totally different picture. But, uh, you know, um, and, and we had a delightful time talking for an hour, yeah. which I never thought I could do do but uh, apparently my family says it's really not that hard. <laughs> to well, let keep me, me talking for an hour.
0: You know, one host to another, let me explain yeah. to you. If you ever invite these guys um and they'll be there. They won't let you down, but they will arrive 2 minutes before you tell them to be there. <laughs>
2: well, I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I waving
0: would an, an empty scotch
4: bottle. Less. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what well, for what
0: do you need more than 2 minutes? Yeah, I mean, right. that's 120 know. seconds. Amy, what's going on in the aviation world for you these days? Uh,
2: uh, I actually have a student again. I have a student in a Cessna 150F yeah, uh-huh. this summer. Yay. We've been having a really good time. Typical me. She hasn't finished pre-solo written after looking at it for two months. It's mm-hmm. only four pages long. Come on, guys. Um, so so, she and didn't it's in an
1: open book, s- isn't it?
2: Yes, and she didn't get to solo before I left town either. As a, as a yo, we had a deal
0: Right. this is one of your kids, is it? No,
2: it's no. not. It's not. This, uh-huh. is, this is a friend of a neighbor, and the neighbor said, I've got an airplane, and, and you can fly it if.
4: Did they offer you a side of beef? <laughs> no,
2: there was no side of beef involved, but there may be some slave labor in the fall. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever mention that I that I have three lines in my office and one staff member? That would be yours truly. Uh, yes,
0: I get it. So I get it. Yep. I, I, I yep. believe
2: she's trainable. Yep. So we're we're negotiating. Yep. We're in the negotiation phase. But she's doing fantastic. That's great. She's done a really, really good job of the stick and rudder side have of you, it.
0: Have you convinced her she has to come to Oshkosh and check out? Uh,
2: I have. I just, you know, I wasn't going to send her with Jeb. That's just not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. She's a tender, delicate thing at this point. No, so I'm having a good time this summer as I, I, I learned, what was it I was saying today? I was I was talking with R.J. Siegel um, who's the CEO of Presty and mm-hmm. and a great guy and we were talking about teaching judgment and how you have to you have to let them experience the bad landings too and it's really your call on how bad you want the landing to get before you need to either step in or not step in and we're right at that phase mm-hmm. where she makes some pretty decent landings but you know she's making she's she's either want to rescue her and let it come down nice or you want to not rescue her, but somehow or other manage not to break the airplane or yourselves, so that when she's out there by herself, she's had experience with that sinking feeling and actually recovers, because she don't want to do that again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got to understand how she got into this position and what she needs to do to get out of it. Right. right. You
2: don't want a student who only made perfect landings to right. solo. Right. Because what happens when they finally botch it? Which they will. They will. I mean, come on. Come on, guys. And I
1: am living testimony to (laughs) that. (laughs) There you go.
2: Exactly. Trito. Yeah, Yeah. no, I've been there, too. Yeah. I've been. I I think my favorite was I actually gave up on a solo cross-country trying to land at an airport. Went around six times, said, you know what? I don't really care. I didn't want to do this badly (laughs) in the first place. (laughs)
0: What's on your agenda here at Air Venture this year? Uh-
2: well, I've I've got Women Venture later in the week, mm-hmm. um, which we're orchestrating. Starts Thursday, winds into Friday. Um, I've got a couple targets that I'm working on for some story ideas um, for my stuff with Kit Plans and also um, my stuff with flight Corporate. You know, the the whole. Issue in Washington, D.C., as you well know, has has left its mark on Oshkosh as we're walking around today. You could feel it. um, Had a nice conversation with my good friend and uh, volunteer photographer Hillary Hillary Lawrence, who generally is the FAA photographer. She's on that beat. Mm -hmm. And she says, I've got to retask everything I was going to do this week. Oh, because yeah. those people are not here right now. Sure.
0: Yeah,
4: it's a strange place up there. We'll have to pick this up after the break yeah. because we don't have enough long just yeah. to get through my first sentence.
2: Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. But but I'll I'll leave that one lingering in the air because yeah. I think you guys can can go with it. But it was very interesting to have that little heart to heart this afternoon, and yeah. and I I think she's going to be doing uh, a, a little job helping me. My my greatest anxiety though is that the. Dreamliner comes in right before we have to do this giant group picture. I was going to ask you that, so you are going to do in, that. Again. In excuse me, ConocoPhillips Phillips Plaza. Yeah. I didn't say it.
4: <laughs> we have a jar for quarters. Yeah,
2: I know yeah. everybody does. Yeah.
0: CPP. We're, we're, we're trying to come up with names that roll off the tongue a little better. Cool.
2: And, uh, so, wow. and, but it gets better. Yeah, I've got a show to do also during that time period. So right. we're, we're, we're tr- hoping that we can do a remote. We, we, we don't have the answer to that yet, but I, I have great admiration for and enthusiasm... That well, the, the technological difficulties yeah. will be overcome, and we can do a remote.
4: We, can, wh- wh- we can help you with a couple of tin cans and a really, yeah. long, a really long roll string. of safety wire. Yeah,
0: okay. what, what you probably don't realize, uh, wherever it is you're listening to this, is that, is that while Amy's saying that, she's sending vibes to our producer. Yeah. And she's <laughs> clearly trying to reinforce Please. a message here. Yeah. <laughs> What else? Any other uh, women in aviation activities going on this week? Well, uh... yeah,
2: there's there's a big breakfast, and you were talking about the Blaireau. It's going to be at our breakfast, yeah. and so is Harriet Quimby. Actually, no, it'll be Connie Tobias channeling Harriet Quimby um, this year. Uh-huh. So uh, it's going to be really exciting. She got her um, pilot's license in those days a hundred years ago from just about right now real close so we'll be celebrating that at our celebrity breakfast on Friday at the Nature Pavilion Uh, you can still sign up for that breakfast at the Women in Aviation booth yep
0: and we got a couple more minutes here. Uh, any other uh, things you've seen so far that uh, excite you here?
2: Well, I had a really nice lunch in the founder's wing at the museum listening to some alternative technology stuff, and the Dataless project that's going on is is pretty cool. They've got... Uh, um, da- mich- oh, Daedalus. Okay. Daedalus. Like, like, Do you the, know
0: about it? No, but I thought you said... I'm a computer guy. I thought Sorry. you said data-less. No. Yeah. But you said, like, I would have said Daedalus, but apparently you. Said, okay. The acorn ahead. never falls far from the tree. No, it and didn't. I know. You and and you it's still take a the nut. You get it away
2: from the guy, but the, you can't.
0: The Daedalus project. Tell us.
2: Yes. It is a machine that can literally fly in any direction, any way. It's, it's a very interesting engine concept. Let's just leave it at that. Hmm. You got to see it to believe it, and I got the video.
4: And you don't let the sun, Icarus, have the keys
2: there there you
0: go
4: yeah absolutely
2: absolutely Um, so is uh, there an exhibit
0: or a display about this someplace here not
2: yet i don't think but um there'll be more about it the prototype was dealt with in munich Mm -hmm. i say i say look for it next year so
0: how big is it is it
2: well the prototype's pretty decent size um you could crawl on it yeah Okay. You could crawl on it. Right. I mean,
0: so you got to take off, Amy.
2: Yeah, uh, sadly, I promised somebody. I yeah. Okay, there's food involved, and I haven't ah, eaten too much. Oh, food.
5: Okay, I will find It's a good right. thing that you didn't tell us ahead of time. By yeah,
2: that. Right, Jack and, okay. would be
4: here by himself. And there's,
2: and there's driving, and it's 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 through the street, the 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 wandering streets of downtown Oshkosh, where they yep. keep moving the detour signs. So. well,
0: you're going to join us Wednesday when we do our live uh, the yes, state the Young I will. Airspace Stage Show over at the Welcome Absolutely. Center. Absolutely. And At I noon. booked the
2: entire time. Oh, okay. I'm not going anywhere. Whoa. I won't go Are away. You bring and I food? have, <laughs> and I have my T-shirt. And if you want food, Jeb, it can be negotiated. All right. <laughs> okay, Amy. I, I know you. how
1: to find you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Thank
0: you, Amy. We'll talk to you again later on. Thank we, you. We need to take a break. We'll be back. You're listening to a very special loves it when I say that. A very special episode of the Uncontrolled Airspace Podcast
1: on EAA Radio. When he, when he says love, he doesn't mean it.
3: You're listening to EAA Radio, 93.3 FM, 1210 AM, and online at eaaradio.net.
0: The coffee is still so warm and Dave Higdon left you a donut. Welcome back to Uncontrolled Airspace on EAA Radio. I,
1: I think that's factually incorrect.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know that would never happen. <laughs> Although the only person the donuts are more dangerous around uh, than Dave is Jeb. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that's true. true. Yeah. So, hey, we are starting to see airplanes here uh, uh, working at uh, at Oshkosh. I saw uh, we got airplanes landing on one uh, eight out here. I saw a uh, a red airplane of some sort was making the Jack Roush approach to uh, to one eight and. Oh. Uh, But did it better. (laughs) But, yeah. Uh, And uh, there's just a lot of activity. I'm seeing a lot of airplanes up on uh, 927. I'm seeing less here on on, uh, the north-south runway. But uh, There
4: have been a few trickling trickling around
0: on the uh, Yeah,
1: I think there's a bit of a
0: cross on 1836. Is that what it is? Where's the flag here? I don't know. I can't see a flag. Oh, yeah, there they are. Oh, it is cross. Look at that straight cross. Anyways, so uh, things are picking up. The uh, rock band's playing around the corner. And uh, what did it sound like, Dave? You were out on the porch during the break. <laughs> okay. <Anyways. laughs> Dave really wanted to be out on the porch. We could be out there. Yeah, well, okay. No, next I mean, time. seriously. We'll remember that next time. Yeah, next time. Next time. Uh, what else is going on? So, what else has happened? Uh, some of the things that have taken place so far. We're only still in, well, day one, day two, depending on how you count things here.
4: Yeah, it feels like we've been here for a week because we've been here for five days, but the show just started today. Uh, some really rocking air show performances this afternoon. Uh, One of our reporters got to fly a new version of an LSA yesterday. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I want to hear Uh, about that, Randy. That would be me. You got to fly the Remos. This is a new Remos.
5: The Remos GX NXT.
0: Isn't it funny how that NXT thing sounds like a word?
5: Yeah. Uh, the question is, what's the next model? <laughs> yeah, I know. Really, that's right.
0: what was it like flying that airplane? Do you enjoy it?
5: Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, uh, the, was
0: it uh, was it wonderful just because flying any plane is wonderful, or, or was this an outstanding well, example uh, of air, that, of aviation?
5: Yeah, well, that starts, but it's it's uh, you know when you talk about technologically advanced aircraft, uh, you know that's not limited to the high end uh, these days with with the LSA. Movement and
4: I was going to say it's pretty dominant in LSA's. It it uh, is unless you're talking about cub replicas. And and even there,
5: yeah. And so you've got uh, a a training airplane um, that uh, that certainly that's a big piece of its market uh, where you can achieve your sport pilot certificate your private certificate and your instrument certificate in it it's uh, they, they list listed for ifr training i mean it's not it, it's not an instrument platform and, but
4: and the consensus standards let them do that and differentiate right so but so, we also are having uh let's see the centennial celebration of naval aviation
0: here right but wait, i'm sorry i'm not finished with the remos thing that's oh, a good subject let me come okay. back to it. the thing i want to get to here is and we were talking about this offline uh, last evening and i don't recall what your answer was but you alluded to the fact that 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 the the cfi who you were flying with let you fly the landing and you thought maybe that was a mistake on their part
5: well he let me fly the airplane fly the takeoff as well. Yeah. Um, I flew the entire mission, except that it was an air-to-air mission, uh, air-to-air photography mission. So did you have some so issue I with did the landing? Or? D- well... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 you know, not with uh, not a lot of familiarity with yeah, the airport the door, making an approach so, um, yeah. into Oshkosh. <laughs> yeah. uh, the,
4: uh,
5: I, I found myself incredibly high on, on, on final to 2.7. You know, a
4: lot of those airplanes don't come down all that quickly.
5: I was surprised. Yeah. Um, as, as a Skyhawk owner, I expected quite a bit of float. And frankly, when you dropped all the flaps in this thing and pulled the power out, um, I was concerned that it was not going to come down. Uh, the uh, CFI I was flying with said, oh, no problem at all. It points, point the nose down, and I, well, gosh, you know, I'm going to be going 120 knots by the time I get to the runway, and not at all. And, in fact, um, kind of ran out of gas a little before the assigned dot and uh, and kind of plunked it in. Um, uh, a, a little more residual power would have been helpful.
0: So are you saying that it did not gain speed, or when it gained speed, you were able to shed that speed easily?
5: Uh it it didn't gain a lot but it shed it very nicely oh, okay. uh and and from what i've been reading about lsas and transition to lsa uh that that, that that's an issue the
4: the uh and several of the lsas the scott catcher the ct uh, the flight design ct uh, are very slippery and they don't lose altitude easily uh, but wait a minute okay so you've Dial in some flap, and you point the nose down, which is a little counterintuitive. Then you don't slow down until you're right there at the, at, at, at where you need to be to plant the mains. Yeah. It, which brings up, you, you bring up something really good here. Uh, it always torques me just a little bit to hear some high time driver talk about how little training he needs to be to, 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 to fly these little almost airplanes because they don't have a Part 23 certificate and they're not worthy of his attention to detail and, and, and time with a flight instructor. And those are the guys that tend to drive up accident rates. Uh, it, it proves the point that when you're moving from category to category, uh, transition training's really, really important and is not to be sniffed at because... Just- it flies differently than a 150. It flies differently than a 172 or a Cherokee. Uh, and you got to learn how it flies, not jump in it and expect that it's going to do what your other airplane did.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and add to that the technical complexity of the thing. I, I
4: mean. Yeah, punching the buttons on, on, on the uh, primary flight display, and multifunction display, uh, all that stuff. That stuff best played with sitting on the ground plugged into ground power.
5: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So, but overall, you enjoyed the airplane. Oh gosh, yes. I I, I don't. <laughs> in all honesty, this is the first airplane I've flown with a stick. Oh, uh, really? Okay. I've never flown behind anything but a yoke before, and uh, and so I was a little concerned about that. Uh, but it, it it turned out to be very natural. Are you left or right handed? Uh, I am right handed. Um, but the Remos, as I believe jack you've commented other uh which was the lsau were flying uh, it has two throttles um, so the left seat can fly either left-handed or right-handed right.
0: the issue i had with two throttles on the on the gobosh which is the one i i was referring to is uh is that the left-hand throttle didn't have a friction lock um only the right hand or only the one in the center
4: had the same friction
5: same configuration on the remote. Okay. and you won't
4: you really don't want to
5: <laughs> I,
0: I, well, I guess not.
4: You yeah, certainly don't you want to really lock don't both want down. To.
5: But it—it it,
0: it was just—it was on the airplane I was flying, and maybe it was just an aberration on that one aircraft. But it was really awkward to have. Have the lock on the center one while I was trying to manipulate the left hand one. Um the that lock was kind of an it wasn't really a friction lock, it was more of an on off lock. It was either free or frozen, you know, and uh, and it was just not working for me. Um so uh, I understand they fixed that on the GoBosh. I haven't flown the GoBosh in a while, but uh, I understand they've they've, you know, ripped, I don't want to say uh,
1: repaired, but on the, that specific
0: airplane or on uh, all I, on the model. I think they made a... a, a go back and listen to old episodes of the podcast i had a, a handful of issues about the you know not not necessarily problems just things that i found unusual and interesting and kind of unfamiliar to me on the go bosch well, d- and they've, re- they've 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 improved a lot of things like that things like the fact that it needed lots and lots of right rudder on takeoff and th- you know so they, they skewed the engine a little bit more and uh, i forget what they all were but there was a handful of things like that and uh, they came out with a new model that that had these things uh, right
4: rudder's not bad as long as you don't run out of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, uh, what else is going on? Navy, naval aviation, David. So uh, yeah, hundredth anniversary. Uh, I haven't been around like to warbirds and uh, what's we, we are getting
4: a wow. Well, to, 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 uh, should I use a pun? We're getting a boatload of naval aircraft here. <laughs> uh, several several carrier groups worth if everything shakes out like they expect and when we get down to uh the weekend the expectation is that they will have representatives of naval aviation going back to almost to world war one yeah uh and doing some airtime here uh it's also the 100th anniversary of Daher sokata uh the company that makes the tbm 100 and it seemed like there was somebody else celebrating a centennial here, and it's slipping my mind at the moment. I know it wasn't. Jim. Uh, airmail. Uh, I'm sorry. Airmail. Airmail. That's th- right. That's right. Thank you. Uh, 100th anniversary of airmail, uh, and it was air delivery too. The guy took the bag be- from between from his legs and the legs From the Blario. Yeah. <laughs> I, I,
5: from a Blario.
0: I'm, I'm a little unclear on what what it's the 100th anniversary of what? The first time they put a letter on an airplane? I, first time somebody delivered. Letters by an airplane. So let's see now. This, this is 2011, and airplanes kind of really got going in 03. So to it was,
4: 2011
0: to 1911. So eight 11 years
4: would be a hundred years.
0: No, no, I know that part. I'm just saying it was eight, eight years eight. before anybody thought to carry a letter on an airplane. No, it was eight years before they completed it, before they actually delivered the letter. <laughs> oh, I see. It's very much <laughs> like the way the post office works well, now. It, is the what first, you're first
4: couple of attempts, there was nobody there to sign for it, so they had to go back. <clears throat>
0: Yeah. All right. There's a lot of other things going on
4: here. At, uh, oh, we're Air- going to have a 787 Dreamliner here if everything goes according to Hoyle. Yeah.
1: Why? Why is there a DC9 on on uh, uh, the ramp formerly known as Arrow Shell Square?
4: Is that a DC9? I
1: yeah. believe it is. Yeah. It's a good question. Why? Why, why is it there?
0: Uh,
4: I don't know. Maybe I was looking at it a today. a jarts competition? Yeah. A, a what okay. Competition? Jarts. You okay. remember the lawn jarts sure, thing? Sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. We'll figure that out during the break. We'll, we'll we'll come back with an answer to this and many more things in just a few minutes, but we do need to take a break. We'll be back. You're listening to a special episode of the Uncontrolled Airspace a podcast very special on episode. EAA Radio. With leaves in his hair
5: and linies on his breath, it's Jack Hudson, defending the New Hampshire countryside from the Green Mountain Boys. Welcome back to Uncontrolled Airspace.
0: <laughs> <laughs> David, you like that one, huh? Okay. Uh, we're back again uh, here out on the flight line at uh, AirVenture Oshkosh 20 t- 2011 and uh, having a good old time and uh, talking with my friends. And, and we've and, we
4: got a lot of stuff coming, and there's still parking available. That's yeah. Right. Still parking That's available. Right. No lines. No waiting.
0: You were mentioning a lot of the uh, the soon-to-be-arriving airplanes uh, earlier. Well, Fifi. When is Fifi supposed to arrive?
4: Uh, I think Fifi is due in Thursday or Friday. I'd have to look at the uh, schedule. Not till then. I think, yeah. Wow.
0: Okay. Uh, Fifi being the uh, only airworthy B twenty nine,
4: the world's B-29. only flying Boeing B twenty nine. Yep, mm- and my buddy, my buddy from Wichita, Charles Chauncey, is coming into town to uh, uh, participate in the celebration. Uh, he's a commemorative Air Force member. And a veteran of flying B-29s uh, in the Pacific during World War II. Yeah. Wow.
0: Now, the B-29 was a, was a notable uh, strategic bomber during World War II.
4: It was a major departure from anything we had before. It uh-huh. was bigger, it was faster, it would carry more. And it had pressurized crew compartments and remote-controlled machine guns. Mm-hmm. So these guys could fly in their shirt sleeves where the guys in the B17s and the B24 Liberators and the B25 uh Mitchell's uh you know they're they're, they're living on electrically heated suits and uh, uh chemically generated oxygen and up in the flight levels where they're still freezing their nanas off and you know there there's a lot of purple hearts issued to guys that came back with no nanas
0: yeah. <laughs> now and uh, <laughs> No, yeah, okay. no, 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 um, no. <laughs> and, and, see, now I can't even bring this up now. Um, the B-29, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the B-29 was most notorious, though, for being the aircraft that delivered the atomic bombs.
1: Well, that's... Uh, I wouldn't say it, notorious. It, it, I'd say well-known. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah that, you're right. That's fair. Enola yeah. Gay and uh, the, the...
4: Boxcar. Yeah, car. That's right. They, they dropped on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki.
0: Yeah. And... Uh, and, the, and but you this could, is not one of those airframes. No. This is a, just a
1: model no. of that. This well, the Flanola Gay, is at the National Air and Space Museum at Dulles, right at Dulles, the Udvar yeah. Hazy Center. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a boxed but this car is the same kind of airplane. it's yeah. the,
5: the
4: Air Force Museum. Yeah, Dayton. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So and they were
4: um, they were all built in Wichita. No,
0: yeah. I'm really looking for. I don't know why, but I'm really particularly looking forward. To it's seeing a big this airplane. airplane. I'm, I'm yeah. really looking forward to seeing this too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this will be very cool.
4: She came through town uh, years ago on a CAF fundraiser. Yeah. And,
0: and I'm hoping that that it does more than just you know land and be on display and take off. I hope it flies a couple times. Oh, it's supposed to
4: be flying in some of the. Uh, uh, we have a number of big warbird and naval aviation things scheduled to happen here particularly thursday friday and saturday uh-huh. great. uh great so, excellent. so uh let's see we got a celebration of the life and times of the famous pilot robert r.a bob hoover oh yes uh including a shrike com- that like the one he flew uh they are commemorating the life career and design genius of bert rutan here this year and we're expecting conceivably one of the largest collections uh, assemblies of of rutan designs and for those that only know him from scaled composites prior to that he had a company called the raf rutan aircraft factory right yeah and we're expecting mr rutan to come in and a very rare bird all its own really one of the one of the two or three remaining Beach starships still flying. Oh,
0: right? very cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah he'd never yeah. let that
4: puppy go. Yeah, and, and and I know that there's a chainsaw waiting for it back in Wichita. Yeah, if it never came tennis. loose. Yeah,
0: I know they tried hard to collect them all. And, and they did a them. good job. Yeah, that's so sad, but. Bert seems to uh, to accumulate those kinds of equipment. He did the same thing with electric cars. Remember, he he was a big, he didn't build the electric car, but he was a he was an early adopter of, of electric cars. Well, and, and then the the car company that made them went way out of their way to collect them all. that GM? I don't, GM I, Evo. I, I, don't, I don't remember exactly, but well, uh, oh, Bert Bert was the
4: original designer of the starship. He built, what was it, an 83% scale or 85% scale? 83,
1: 85,
4: yeah. Uh, it debuted at the National, then called the National Business Aircraft Association meeting in uh, in Dallas, I believe it was, in 1984. Three. Uh, and they scaled it up to full size. Uh-huh. And scaled composites was bought by... Raytheon Corporation and was part of the same family as Beach at the time Right, and I think that airplane might have been part of the package, I don't know uh, Mm -hmm. how he came by it but he's held on to it there are a couple of others uh, including one managed by an airline pilot that I met uh, on a road trip recently. Right. So.
0: Now, one of these w- flew Chase for the Spaceship One flights. It was mm-hmm. very visible there, I'm wondering. That's the one Mr.
4: Rutan has. Yeah,
0: that's going to be cool. Too. Wow, a lot of cool airplanes are going to appear. They're not here cool
4: yet. But we're looking I mean, out on a whole bunch of oh, yeah. Easy yeah, right exactly. here. I, 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 I They're flying
1: they to the south, but we're looking at the north-pointing end of them. So. Okay, yeah Um, Something
0: that's a little different here this year uh, Is that there's a much larger helicopter presence And I find that kind of interesting There's a big, uh, what is it, HAI, Helicopter Association Uh International Tent, right here down near the flight line Yes um, And uh, uh, that's a little bit of a change, isn't it, David? You were telling Well, that's a huge
1: change It's a huge Uh, change for HAI Yeah What's going on there?
0: Well uh,
1: the
4: the the president of Helicopter Association International, Matt Sicaro, has I think very wisely uh, looked at the profile of HAI and said it could it could use a little it could use a little elevation. They do great stuff. They 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 run the world's premier helicopter trade show every year. Uh, so they have a little partnership going with the Experimental Aircraft Association. Uh, they have a heli center here near the flight line right next to the Honda Pavilion. Uh, the HAI was also at Sunnet Fund this year, mm-hmm. I believe, the first time. So, uh, you know, more power to them. Uh, helicopters have long been a part of this show, but not their association. So yeah. I, I think this is a good step. Well, and forward. this is
0: the largest helicopter, you know, uh, presence in the middle of the show. Is I guess another thing that I'm getting at here. Mm-hmm. There's always been a lot of helicopters down in down in uh, near ultralights. There's been helicopters in the Warbird area, um, but to have a big this big tent is over the,
4: there on the CPP.
0: On the CPP, that's right, yeah, that's right. There's a handful of helicopters over there, too. Uh, let's see, returning to Bert Rutan for a second, one thing I wanted to talk about is I got to see this afternoon one of his airplanes that I'd heard about for years but never actually seen in person, and that's the Catbird. The Catbird is, uh, and I've heard him talk about it with uh, with great uh, pride a number of different times um, as being one of his, one, I guess, one of the designs he's particularly proud of, um, and uh, to just get to see it in person was kind of, it's it's... Where is it? It's right over here, by just uh, just before you get to uh, CPP. It's it's in the
4: catbird seat.
0: Yeah, well, that's where the name comes from. So the seat. Who let him in? I know. You know, we did. Um, So a couple of uh, uh, days ago, we were in the newspaper office talking. We were trying talking, trying to figure something out from a story, and we knew that the pilot in command, the pilot flying seat in Catburg, was centered. Right. All right. And so we were trying to, and we knew it had five seats total. We were trying to determine whether or not it was 3 and 2 or 2 and 3 or how it worked, okay? And we didn't know, and we couldn't find it on the web, and we gave up, all right? You go over there and look at it. It's actually 1, 2, and 2. I would think. Yeah. All right? It's 1. The the, the the pilot flying seat is centered up front and has lots of arm, elbow room and lots of space. And then behind it are two very shallow rows, not very much depth to them at all um where there are two side by side seats in each of these rows. I mean really shallow. Just barely enough space for you to, you know, I mean like you're once you climb in and get set situated in in the second row seat and then the and then the f- front seat, you know, settles back. I mean it's like inches from your chest. It's very very kind close. of like coach on Southwest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh but it's a very cool-looking airplane, very, very Bert Rutan with a canard wing up in front. And, well, and uh, his
4: boomerang is here too. His boomerang, and another one. You want to see beauty and asymmetry?
1: Actually, his boomerang came back. It it's came back. B- That's B- right. B-4. yeah,
4: no, 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 no. I want to. Uh, it's an exercise in symmetrical asymmetry.
0: <laughs> okay, if you say so. Um, I, I still say I, I, I've, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Bert told this whole story. Bert makes the case that. Bert, because we're on first name basis, um, makes I thought the maybe case. Maybe you were talking about a Sesame Street yeah, character. No, no, for no, 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 no. Bert Rutan makes the case that it is in fact a very symmetrical airplane. If you look at it in the context of the moving air, all right. He says that your traditional airframe shape when you factor in the way the air is swirling around it is in fact not very symmetrical even though it looks symmetrical in still air all right and that when you actually factor in the way the air moves around an aircraft particularly a twin aircraft twin engine aircraft all right he says in fact this aircraft is very symmetrical, and as a result, it gets great things, Great things come out of this this sort of pseudo symmetry, um, like its single engine performance and its. H- hence, you know, that
4: very clever wordsmith that came up with the symmetrical asymmetry idea. So. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, so uh, um, that's a very cool airplane. Of course, there's lots of long easies here. I, I'm not sure if I saw a very Viggen yet. There must be a few very vegans here someplace.
4: Uh, uh, we're expecting a couple.
1: What is that one out there? Kind of in the middle there.
4: Uh we may even see a bear That's cat a quickie. That's a quickie. You know yeah, right.
0: That's, that's, a, quick, that's right. A quick, so. So. okay.
4: Oh there's bear cats and there's grizzlies yeah. and very ones yeah. yeah. and very easy and long easies and Yeah. It's uh quite 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 a record. I mean then you no, have the really starship yep. and uh Spaceship One. Spaceship One, uh White Knight, uh the uh Vision Air Vantage, which sadly never made it into production. But he had a hand in that. And well, the V-Jet's out there. V-Jet, that's right. It was a test bed from the beginning. It was designed to test very small turbofans in right. like the 500-pound thrust category. Right.
0: That was, the, in some ways, the genesis of the Very Light Jet Program, uh, yep. you know, uh, program or whatever you want well, to call and, it. And
4: airframe programs have always been moved forward by the availability of the correct engine, and
0: mm-hmm. that was yeah. an example of that. Yeah, that V-Jet was very cool. I remember yeah. that flying here one one year. I would have liked one of those. Yeah, me too, me too. I, You know, I see it here every year because now it's, it's been given to the museum, and so it's on display here every year, and I, I go and kind of take a look at it every year because it's just a cool-looking little airplane. Oh,
4: you're the guy they ordered those bibs for.
0: <laughs> it's exactly right, yes. Uh, it's not
4: <laughs> you know, hey, you go going to the, the seafood restaurant, they got the bibs with the lobster on it. At, at, at the museum, they've got them for Jack. It's got the V-Jet on it. <laughs>
0: okay,
1: you, you're not going to be invited back. Yeah. I can tell that right now. Uh,
0: on a little bit lighter note, I uh, let's see. You now there's a uh, um, a new social media site that I came across. They have an exhibit over here on the far side of uh, Conoco Phillips Plaza. Um, Conoco. Uh What did I say? Conoco Conoco Phillips Plaza and uh, C-P-P. CPP and uh, West Tramp. West Ramp. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's going a quarter. You can call me Jay, and you can call me Ray. Just don't call me. Eh, never mind. Um, so, uh, new uh, social media site for pilots: uh, Hangerchat.com All right, I went on site and looked at it. It's kind of interesting. It's very Facebook like, which you know is kind of pros and cons. But how uh, novel. Uh, hangerchat.com. here's the interesting thing about hangerchat.com. you go by their little it's an outdoor booth they've got a you know, square ground with a canopy and a helicopter for some reason uh, sitting in the middle of it with their logos all over it um, there were 11 people staffers in this booth alright 10 of which were women alright and one of which was a guy. And uh, huh. Sit down, Jeb, sit down.
1: No, no. I, I, uh, and
0: I went up to them and I said I said, ten women, one man. If this is the demographic of your site, sign me up. You know, so. <laughs> and they were very good. They are of course hired uh, uh you know uh, uh and where spokespeople. Is that, where is that booth? Yeah, it's over there, it's that way. It's that uh way. uh yeah, and uh they, they're hired spokespeople and they're trying they're doing a good job and they you know, I mean I was trying to give them a hard time here about this, and they just came in and they said, Oh, but we're members we you know we're there and uh, you know we're we're you know we participating Anyway, in so, uh, anyways, so uh, we got a trio of rv just launched together uh, uh jeb is apparently going to go check out their booth and uh, anybody else who's interested go check out their website uh anyways uh, we need to take yet another break here so uh, uh let's just uh, take a little pause here we'll be back you're listening to a special episode of the uncontrolled airspace podcast on eaa radio
3: with more episodes than appendages, they'll have to stop counting soon. It's Uncontrolled Airspace on EAA Radio. <laughs> you mean we got past nine?
0: Yeah, there you go. We did it. We're back uh, up here on the uh, in the studio in the sky at uh, Whitman Field at for AirVenture. It's Oshkosh, like a 2011 view. That's right, yeah. Uh, it's a sauna in the sky. It's That's a little, right. it's a little it's warm, warm the, up here today. The but, steam uh, room uh, yeah. at Oshkosh. Yep. And, uh, and the uh, rock band is uh, is playing on around the corner, and the airplanes are coming and going, and the R- sun E-O is setting. wagon. Speedwagon.
4: Yep. That's right. And all is uh, good. All which is just, good. Looking at their photographs, they don't have near as much hair as they used to. <laughs> I'm
0: not sure they qualify the hair band Some of the, hair not band the same category. color. Unlike you, huh? Yeah, all right, there you go. Hey, listen, I have a question for you. Uh, what? What if they shut down the FAA and nobody noticed? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. All right, so um, it wouldn't last long. That's why. In the latest of uh, of the uh, never ending financial adventures that we're going through here in the United States, um, on what was it Friday, the uh, the FAA reauthorization fiasco reached a whole new level of of interestingness, and they reached a point where they were no longer allowed to pass another continuing resolution, and so they just. They
4: just well, went
1: home for the weekend, it, it got It got a little bit more uh, interesting than that. Yeah. Um, uh, as I understand it, um, the, the, the FAA... We've talked about this in a lot of prior episodes. The last time the FAA was had a full authorization bill was something like 2007. And uh, since then, that bill was enacted. It, it lasted two, three years. And they've had to extend the FAA's authorization for periods of time since then. I'm told reliably 20-some-odd times since, certainly since 07, but in, in a yes. shorter time frame than that. And um, most recently, uh, basically, um, um, some members of the House decided to have some fun and put into the uh, their version of the reauthorization bill um, legislation that it would eliminate... Central Air Service support for some communities. I'm I'm led to believe three communities. All of them in the state of Nevada. Which is not coincidentally the uh, home state of the uh, Senate Majority Leader, Harry Reid. So, the Senate couldn't agree to that. The House wouldn't agree to anything else. And that's where we are. Yeah,
0: But why why did they not were, am i correct that they for some reason were limited from passing another continuing resolution? Yeah. No.
1: No. No. Oh. That was that was the determining factor. It was in the House version of the the re, re, the authorization extension legislation. Oh, I see. Okay. And uh the Senate wouldn't agree to it yeah. and the House wouldn't back down.
0: Yeah. But so here we are in one of the more intensive aviation intensive environments um you'll ever find, all right? And the FAA is largely shut
1: down, but you wouldn't know it. Well, you can go walk through the, uh, I forget what it's called, the FAA building over, yeah, here, the, uh, over here next to the tower. Right. And uh, I don't know about the Federal Pavilion. I haven't been through there yet. But the FAA building's probably on half staff.
0: Yeah, I'd call uh, it quarter staff, but I get Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, I don't know. I, I saw Elk City people were there, um, uh, some other people were there. Um, basically, um, as I understand it, uh, the FAA has, well to put it in words has sharply curtailed yeah. its presence here this year uh, it's not official it's highly unlikely that the administrator will be here I, I had the opportunity to speak with him by telephone yesterday during mm-hmm. an interview for the newspaper and um, it, it's all but decided I think and reading between the lines I think it's pretty obvious he's not going to come but mm-hmm. um, Some of the explanation would be because it would look bad, because there are 4,000 FAA employees on furlough. And all that's true. Um, This is the world's greatest aviation celebration. Mm -hmm. The FAA um, is an agency that actually made that happen, helped make that happen, has been a supporter and partner of EAAs in making this event happen. Uh, come to life and making it what it is and um there's what ten percent of the air civil civilian aircraft in the country that go through oshkosh on any given year yep um and um we don't have an administrator we don't have some high some other high level officials from the FAA. and i i just think that's penny wise pound foolish Um, And uh, a variety of other things that I probably shouldn't say on on an open radio frequency. Um, But it's also very interesting to me, and I'm going to come up with some numbers here before uh, we do this again, uh, well, before Sunday anyway. Uh, How many countries, how many other countries sent their aviation officials to this event Mm -hmm. uh, for the experience, for the the networking, for the intelligence-gathering? Um, you can bet the Chinese are here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the yep. whole thing is just is it, it's, it's just there's no way to run a country. It's no way to run an agency. And uh, um, there's some guys in a cave somewhere just laughing their butts off. Yeah.
0: Now, just to be clear here, and I don't I don't disagree with anything you just said, but just to be clear, the <laughs> FAA operational people, the tower and ground controllers
1: are that's a very good. That's a very good point. Um, air traffic control people. Uh, from the FAA, are here. They are here in force. They are here as they normally would be. I uh, also had the opportunity to go through a tower tour the other day and spent some some quality time talking with the tower manager. Um, and and we'll, we maybe talk about that and, later. And that's polls. true
4: around the rest of the country, not just here. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's right.
1: That's right. Air traffic control is on,
0: on Well, I mean, there none of them has been sent home. I guess I won't right. say it's
4: unaffected. But that would none of them that, that have been would ratchet home. up the financial devastation to right. billions a day for for major businesses in this country. Not just the airlines, but the people that sell them fuel, serve them food, the hotels that host them. Uh, and So we've got controllers here working. We've got right. ground people working. We're missing some that volunteered to work with students uh-huh. at KidVenture. We're missing some that volunteered to, to come here to work with the, uh, uh, the, the type clubs. The high-level meetings are not the only thing that's suffering here. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it, it, it's cut down to the level of the rank and file, and it's a level of pettiness and foolishness that's unbecoming of the it's, lawmakers, it's, that they take a weekend off and let 4,000 people get thrown out of work temporarily because they needed to go home and raise campaign money for well, 2012. I,
1: I think it's entirely becoming of those lawmakers. That doesn't mean that it's not childish and immature and unprofessional and uh, inappropriate. Yeah. Um, all that having been said, um, it, one of the kind of you know interesting tidbits here, uh, and, and this is, I don't, I don't know if this was on the... Uh, conference call I had with the administrator earlier in the week or uh, this is just something I picked up general media, but air, air traffic control continues to function. The FAA is continuing to conduct inspections of uh, both general aviation and commercial aviation. Uh, you can't get your medical certificate, I don't think, uh, replaced. That was my question. Oh, replaced? I, I, are you <clears throat> processing new ones? I don't know. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Probably not. Um, there's a lot of that there, stuff there's down. There's a... There's a, there's a there's another dichotomy here, too, which is that uh, the the FAA reauthorization or the FAA extension of its authorization really covered the capital Im- investment programs at the agency, specifically those um, appropriate f- or, I should say, responsible for funding airport improvements, um, facilities and equipment, and research, engineering, and development, those three accounts all three of which are fed by revenues into the airport and airways trust fund.
4: Which are not being collected right now.
1: That's a very good point. um, That's kind of where I was headed. Um, I asked this question yesterday, and and the FAA got back to me today. Um, Right now, the federal excise taxes on aviation jet fuel and aviation gasoline have been reduced from whatever it is, 19-something cents per gallon, 21 cents per gallon, down to 4.4 cents per gallon so if you go buy gas or or jet fuel here over the next few days until this situation is resolved and you're being billed for your aviation fuel you might want to apply for a rebate and from aviation taxes i should say you're being billed a tax on your aviation fuel you might want to apply for a rebate and yeah i believe that this
4: also affects the collection of excise taxes on airline tickets and cargo and does. freight way bills absolutely so they're getting to the use a system but it the, the system's not being paid for the use uh, it, it's, it's which caused financial damage to the government to make it the whole even worse
0: right now it's uh, you know this happened this began uh, over the uh, weekend um, so, you know, they weren't going to do anything about it over the weekend. But now it's Monday. Uh, is there any sign that they're. Congress is not toward- in session
1: again until tomorrow, is my understanding. And I, I'm, I'm reliably told that there wouldn't be a vote in either chamber until at least t- uh, Wednesday of this week. Yeah. Um, the administrator was scheduled to be here on Thursday. Um, if I were a betting man, he ain't coming. Right.
0: Well, I, you know, I mean, I, I'd like to hear what the administrator has to say. I do each year, but I'm more concerned about getting, you know, these important parts of the FAA back up and running. And, well,
1: uh, I, I don't disagree with you. I think it's all equally important. Yeah. I think it's, it's um, you know, there, there, we can gripe and moan and complain and everything all we want about the FAA, and a lot of that has merit and a lot of that has value. But at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's just a sign of disrespect.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, that's uh,
0: pretty interesting.
4: Jeb used the phrase penny wise pound foolish." I think it's much deeper. I think it's pennywise politically wise and pound stupid.
1: I don't even think it's politically wise, but that's yeah. a-
0: hey. We well, need
4: to take one a- side. It is.
0: We need to oh, take sorry. another break here. Uh, we will be back. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit more upbeat stuff when we get back. But uh, it was important that we touch on this. You're listening to a special episode of Uncontrolled Airspace on EAA Radio. The morning fog is lifting both on the field and between Jeb Burnside's ears. Welcome back to Uncontrolled Airspace on EA Radio. So, so what the heck
1: happened to the Zeppelin? Where's the Zeppelin? It's parked. It's parked way over there next to its mast. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, it depends
0: on who's listening. So we were all looking forward to the zeppelin. I actually sh- shot some cool footage. David took a really great photograph when it arrived, and uh, and it's been been you know tied tethered down over there for four or five I'm re- days I'm now. I'm reliably
1: told it
4: broke. It broke. <laughs> yeah, we think that. Uh, I, I think we pro- understand that there's uh, a, an issue with one of its three power plants.
0: I figured it out. It's funded by the FAA, isn't it? That's what it is.
4: No, no. It uses helium,
0: not hot air. <laughs> <Very>. <laughs> or, or blowing snow in this instance. <laughs> so anyways, I'm sorry. It broke. Do we have any indication what might have broke? Uh, we we, we want to go there?
4: Or our what? understanding is it's something to do with the stern drive. Uh-huh. Right? The
1: stern engine, the, the, the engine in the rear, now, the engine in the tail.
4: A little explanation is in order. Uh, this is a, a Zeppelin. Uh, a, a, it, it's not a blimp. We didn't it's got call a, it a rigid blimp. frame covered in R-lip. synthetic canvas. The engines thus can mount R-lip. to the to the envelope, to the big cigar-shaped adult bookstore product-looking part of it. And they vector for maneuverability. They, they, they're there's on also, gimbals. There's, right. There's also a stern engine, which has two props. One to drive ahead and another mounted 90 degrees off the center line, like the tail rotor of a helicopter. And that allows it to maneuver in very tight places. Matter of fact, it can come straight down to land, it does not need to be driven to the surface like a, a blimp. Uh, and having been privileged with a couple of rides in Goodyear blimps, uh, there's something unsettling about the view out the window when they're landing because there's this guy waiting to grab the rope, and you're aimed right at him. Uh, This got over the spot and came straight down. Uh, They've had a mechanical problem. Uh, I'm not sure what the status is on them trying to fix it or whether they can fix it here.
1: Uh, One look at it tells me that they're going to need a cherry picker.
0: Well they had some sort of scaffolding hanging from those there you go. stern engines. There you go. Uh, I think part it, of
1: the other the other part of the problem is the darn thing moves. Yeah. It just it blows, blows around in the wind. Oh, yeah, you could have to put yeah. that scaffolding on wheels. <laughs> yeah. Well, and not the it, You know, tack it onto the. Inlet. It was actually attached to the airplane. Yeah, it was hanging from it, the. Uh, uh,
5: can you imagine, as a mechanic, having to sit on this thing while <laughs> it's spun
1: around? <laughs> well, you know, gee, Marge, I don't know. Hand me that monkey wrench. Let me see if it, I can it, grab this thing next time it comes by. It,
4: it's tethered by the nose, and then there's this castoring tailwheel thing, which makes me wonder: Do you need a dirigible tailwheel rating? <laughs> to fly this <laughs> <Bleep>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyways it would be fun to see it flying around here i hope they really would we we were kind of looking forward to the well, site i'm of it. sure
1: yeah. they're d- as disappointed as the rest of
0: it. yeah yeah i wonder how many amus it's going to take to uh um it's, well it's and it was considerable in, it was
4: built in germany time, so
0: yeah AMUs are are aircraft maintenance units. Aviation, Uh, airship maintenance units. Airship maintenance maintenance, units, yes, yes, Yes. that's right, yeah. (laughs) hey I want to remind everybody that uh, uh, we got a lot of stuff going on uncontrolled airspace wise uh, this week here at uh, at air uh, f- uh, the next thing on the agenda for us uh, is that on Wednesday at noon uh, we sort of alluded to this a couple times we are going to be doing what I'm calling the uncontrolled airspace stage show where we're going to be uh, in the EA member Center uh, at noon uh, and uh, doing about a, a 45 uh, correction 90 minute 45 minute uh, uh, panel discussion and uh, kind of a a variation on what we normally do. That'll be fun and uh, there'll be a live audience there so if you're here on the grounds and you're going to be around uh, at noon on... uh on Wednesday, and you either a want to hear us talk, or b just place a need a place to sit in the shade. Uh, come on over to the EAA member center. Bring,
4: bring your notam; we'll sign them.
0: Yeah, that's right. And so that's uh, that's Wednesday at noon. Then uh, Thursday evening from six to eight p.m., we're going to be holding the UCap Oshkosh meetup, and that will be uh, out just outside the airport grounds, uh, uh, just outside the airport fence at the so-called Super Eight hotel gate. That's up at the northwest corner of the airport. And and uh, come on by there to hang out with us and uh, watch the airplanes take off and land at the end of the day, and uh, and just generally enjoy. There's the very
4: day. little action more entertaining than traffic arriving and departing nine two seven.
0: Yeah, we did this last year and it was a lot of fun, so we decided to do it again. That'll be Thursday from six to eight p.m. And then finally uh, uh, next Sunday, the final day of uh, Air Venture 2011, uh, we're going to be doing UCAP number two forty seven. And that will be Sunday morning at nine thirty uh, back here at the radio station we 'll be actually out on the front deck watching the airplanes come and go it 's uh, always a, a, a real joy to be out there. And, and we should have an, an interesting guest or two
4: for that as well
0: yeah we 're going to looking forward to having a lot of fun friends stop by on sunday morning so that 's uh, some of the uh, uncontrolled airspace activities to round out this uh, this year 's air venture.
1: One other item I just thought I'd mention. Uh, i 'd mention i can 't imagine anyone else would want to hear Anyone would want to hear more of me this week but I will be participating in the Aviation Journalists' Roundtable tomorrow morning at the Welcome Center. My, my calendar, my electronic calendar here says 10 to 11. I, I tend to think it's actually 11 to 12, but uh, an official ske- schedule will tell you what the uh, real deal is. Yeah. And so you you, you faked somebody out. Right? I did. I, I, I don't know how I did it, but... Um, um, they consider me an aviation journalist. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> I know. Huh? I know. Uh, let's see now. What
0: else is on my list here? Um, there's, there's a list? Jet Aerostar. All right? There's a Jet Aerostar. Now, on one level, it's kind of cool. Uh It's got two, uh, uh, I don't know what you call them, fan jets or whatever, um, under each wing. Turbo jets. Turbo jets, jets, replacing the turbo fans. fans. fans, Thank you. Um, And uh, I saw a YouTube video of this thing flying, and it does does fly. fly. It goes pretty fast, or at least it looks like it on the... Well, they, they move the ground. Underneath. Yeah, well, maybe that's what
1: they did, huh? Uh, what's the story about this? Is this a good don't, idea, or is this just an intellectual know. exercise? Or? It, to me, it's probably just an intellectual exercise. Um, it, the only thing it really does is, is um, give the Aerostar and all of its system engin- and engineering issues a much faster place, a way to get to the accident site. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> there. You know. And, it, and it's over here. It's over. You know. Sort of in between the. Well, it's in the exhibit area. And uh, the the jet engines are not as big as I, w- I would have expected. The the sort of enclosures are fairly big, but then when you actually look, the engine is not very big in there. It gives it kind of an. E- that's Schmidt ME-262 that, Yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah, you're is. right. That's, we we that talked is. about that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know what that's all about.
1: but uh, our, uh, It's just the way the the, um, the nacelles are fared into the wing. It, they've got that kind of flat frontal area surface that was uh, first really seen on the ME-262. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, how does it work when you when you put in, when you engine an aircraft like that with a you know really different engine? Do you have to redo the structure on the wing so that it can,
4: to a certain extent, take yeah, the forward naphtha right. and, yeah. and the fuel yeah. system?
0: Yeah, fuel system. Oh, is the fuel system you have to put in bigger pipes. You, well, probably
4: so. And you may have to change some of the materials because you're going to be going to kerosene from mm-hmm. gasoline.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Plus, you've got uh, 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 presumably that particular Aerostar started life as a pressurized version. So you've got all kinds of plumbing, uh, and mating issues to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, your controller probably has to be changed out. But yeah, there's some structural things you'll have to do to the wings. I would I would guess that those turbine engines, full up with their accessories and their cowlings and and the pylons and everything out, probably way less than the original piston engines.
0: Yeah, well, it wasn't so much talking about hanging them from structurally, but just taking the forward thrust. You know, when when they're pushing. You know, they probably got more—I don't know what you call it—you know—thrust more. Uh,
4: That—that's hopefully so because uh, that's part of the idea. Yeah, that's That's, that's, yeah. Per,
1: that's pretty much the idea. I uh-huh. don't know. Um, I—I'd have to scratch my head over that one a little bit. Uh, I'm—I'm I'm not an engineer, and I don't play one on TV.
0: I'm hearing a rumbling sound. I'm wondering if there's an aircraft arriving. Is anybody seen anything well, happening? Well, we've had here? some
1: round engines.
4: Uh, over Could be here. the concert. Uh,
1: no, no we got ultralights flying
4: down. P- The farm is uh, more active than down in the ultralight area than it's been in a couple of years. The Warbirds area is going to be busier than it has been in years. Uh, The North 40s filling up. Vintage is overloaded with old airplanes and young people. Uh, Man, there's just we're going to have another night show. Uh, There's going to be another concert by the Lieutenant Dan Band. you, you really missed. To- in, you haven't missed much if you're not here now. Yeah, There's he, still he's time. A, he's
1: he's here from the Chamber of Commerce. I know,
0: Dave. You really ought to make sure you go to this AirVenture thing. Yeah. You seem to, you think, yeah. I think you'd enjoy it. I, uh, I, I I may have to try to get around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's see. One other thing on my list here, Jeb. Uh, Jeb will I know be pleased to hear that I was over by the Skynet booth today. Sky, Skynet has
1: a booth. Well, the,
0: the assimilation continues. They're calling themselves, uh, I don't know if it's the state of Georgia or some Georgia university, um, but there, there's a booth over here and they have two little uh, uh, RPVs, uh, little, uh, you know, sort of large scale. Remotely
4: piloted vehicles?
0: Yeah, but they're, and they're, but they're sort of large, you know, remote RC airplane sized. Um, but they're clearly intended for much more serious applications. I looked than just, at them; I couldn't get remotely inter- yeah, interested. That's you know, I was looking at these things, and I'm going, you know, Jeb's must be. I think Jeb's right. These are these are the early robots, right there. That's like that's a that's going to be a character well, in one of the uh, Terminator movies before I, I, long.
4: I'm expecting Honda's robot. Asimo. That's right, Steve. To see? do the test flying and Honda jet, So <laughs>
1: you, you wanted him to do the 5K run. I wanted him to ride, do yeah. the runway
4: 5K. <laughs> because they say he can run at almost, at, at about four miles an hour, so let's just straight ex- and in turns. Let's so. just
0: clarify what you're talking about here. The Honda Jet booth, or the Honda aircraft display right, over Honda here, jet. they've brought along the Asimo robot, which is one of these somewhat famous uh, uh, experimental robots. And that I always pronounce it walk like and,
4: Asahi beer. I don't Asimo. know how,
0: is that how you say it? Asimo. Simo, I, 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 Asami. Yeah, I, I I mean no disrespect. I just don't know how you say it. But uh, and and being a technologist, I'm fascinated by it. But it's probably going to be kind of creepy to look at. And
4: uh, uh, we had a conversation at NBAA this past year. Wait, S- you and the robot. Yeah, yeah. Seemed to be a nice guy. Uh, I, his English is better than my Japanese.
0: <laughs> well. Oh. No, there's another joke there too. Um, I'm so, not
1: going to do that either. God so, probably pay for it.
0: This later. thing can walk, and you say it can run. They're claiming it can yeah. run, and so you think it should be in the foot race, huh? Okay. Uh, what else? We got a few more minutes but, here. What but, are, what are we? But look- can it sign off an annual? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we've been talking a lot about what's left over, what's, what we're looking forward to. It's going to be a great week. We're just getting started, but uh, as we've talked about, a lot of cool airplanes. Um, uh, we're seeing friends. We're
4: seeing airplanes. Yeah. Uh, the weather's really pretty.
1: Yeah, if by chance you're listening to us and, and uh, you're getting a picture that it's a mixed bag here, it's not. Um, uh, the sun is shining. The birds are singing. Uh, the gang's here. And uh, there might be a little bit of rain in the forecast later in the week. We're not sure yet. Uh, but so what? Um, come on down. It's a great show so far. Uh, this is opening day, but still, um, everything that, uh, is in place to make this a really good event this year. And uh, uh, if, if you if you had plans to be here, if you kind of sort of wanted to be here, come on, uh, get it over with. Get on down here. Yeah. Yeah. David, do you want to add anything? To that? Well, just
4: remember. If you take an airplane and bring it here, that that time spent
0: flying is not subtracted from your lifespan. <laughs> you snuck that in on me. Oh, I. But but before we get to the very very end of this whole thing, I need to say that uh, there's a there's some folks who want to say thank you to. Um, first of all, uh, uh, to all of our friends on the staff of EAA. Uh, you you Absolutely. guys you folks have all been as always so supportive of us. And you you rock. Yeah, we can't thank you enough. Uh, to uh, Tom Balsteri, I hope I've got his last name right. Uh, and uh, close, he says close. Uh, Tom Alastri. Uh, to Tom B and the entire EAA Radio gang uh uh no different than past years they have been terrific hosts to us again this year uh we want to thank amy laboda who uh couldn't stick around but is is always a pleasure to have and chat with us randy dufoe thank you for coming on by
5: it's a great pleasure yeah. Jack. It always is
0: um you know if you're looking for more information about amy i hope i can do this from my head it's WAI.org I yes think? yeah yes. org is her uh, organization's uh, website uh And, uh, Randy, do you have any sort of web presence? You're just a regular guy. You're in this for the business, right? You are untainted by the commercialism of it all, right? Right. He's Pure as the blowing snow. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anything you want to tell before we move on here?
5: Yeah, no, I gosh, it's 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 looking up to be a, a great air yeah, venture, and, and right. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, Jeff Burnside, how you
1: doing? Thank you for being here. Uh, anything? Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, JeBurnside.com, AviationSafetyMagazine.com, uh, occasionally on Avweb.com, occasionally on AEA.net.
4: Dave Higdon, just look for us on AirVenture.org the oh, show right. daily. That's right. We're doing the show daily, AirVenture Today. We put two, th- our third one down today, and they're all archived there. You can find us all week.
0: Yeah. And I'm Jack Hodgson. You can learn more about me at jackhodgson.com. We want to thank everybody who made this all possible. And uh, I was going to ask David what he was you going to say. You know who but, you are. But he already said it, so I'll just finish up by saying that's enough talking. Let's go flying.
1: TTFN.
3: This is the voice of EAA. EAA. Welcome back to Public Television's Masterpiece Pilotage. And now, iambic pentameter for the left seat. The gentlemen and ladies whom you hear opine within this airspace uncontrolled. They fawn, they joust, as freemen all, espousing no opinions of their lords or masters under whose employ they work. They speak, at times, as ones who give advice— unsolicited do not apply directions from them to your piloting for generic are their words and thoughts herewith mark well this thought when piloting your plane consider well your very circumstances remember training that you have received and fly the airplane although this you knew